Alright everybody, we are back. That's Adam and I, Cyber, and this is another episode of first season finale, Doomsday Edition. Doomsday Prepper Edition. Yeah. Doomsday Prepper Edition. Uh, what is Doomsday Prepper, Adam? Preppers? Prepper? Preppers. Uh, it's Sounds cute. like pe- peppers. Well, it's this... It makes crazy people sound cute. It does. Fun. Well, it's just it basically it's disaster porn. Ah. Uh, it's people who want to prepare for the end of the world, mm-hmm. and they sometimes go to extreme examples of like getting ready for something that, up until this point, hasn't happened to our society. Oh, speak for yourself. Well, I... you're saying doomsday <laughs> has not happened. I'm saying doomsday has happened two other cultures throughout <laughs> history. Like, things have, shit has hit the fan. Yes. But, uh... White people in the Midwest? Not so much. Not so much. Yeah. I mean, they've had their good times and their bad times, but, like, complete and other collapse of their world? No. Yeah, so uh, maybe this is a question for later, but do you think uh, our relative prosperity and stability makes doomsday uh, conspiracies so... Uh, enjoyable because we are so far from cataclysm yeah I think it's partially that but it's also uh, I mean you, there there are many things there's some of it is like a religious angle mm-hmm. some of it is like a complete mistrust distrust of the government mm-hmm. uh, and I think another part of it is like this idea that stuff cannot continue to be this good and that it's going to happen yeah, and, and it's it's interesting because there was that article in the New Yorker about wealthy people prepping. Oh yeah, did you read that one? Yeah, I read that one. I read I ha- half of it. Okay, like what's, yeah, what's going on in that one? I haven't read it. Well, like, it's just another symptom of like this thing where I had always seen like prepping and uh, like doomsday prepping and like get, getting prepared for stuff as mostly I would say like a, a lower to a middle class thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, to read these articles about, like, these very wealthy people prepping for the the end times or for bad things, I thought was interesting because if you got money, you can usually just, you're going to be okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unless, but why do you need to, like, prep? I Well, I think with a lot of these guys, it's like they're starting to buy into the idea that, like, this civilization that we've built everything on is not sustainable and something potentially could happen and they also have a lot of income and that they're able to just use it it like it's, it's like them prepping isn't taking away from them buying a porsche they still get the porsche. yeah 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 it's not so, a it's a marginal uh, decrease of their uh, right. resources and, and so like maybe it's a like a bit of peace of mind yeah But you can't, you also have to, we are living in a moment where people love zombie apocalypse. So it's like, like, so I think like there's like these ideas that are happening and you know, it, it, it fuels this movement to prep. Yeah. And like I said before, it's porn. Like it's like disaster porn. Like you're, you're imagining these scenarios in which you get to survive. Is uh is Peter Thiel mentioned in this uh, article? Because I just saw that he's actually was. a citizen of New Zealand. Oh, yes. And I, thus has pledged it, allegiance to the Queen of England. I don't know if he was named in the article, but like a lot of these individuals who have a lot of wealth 
are setting up their shop, like their their escape plan is New Zealand. Yeah. Why New is, Zealand? Well, one. Um, I th- is that where genocidal white people go? Well, there, well, there's that. I mean, it was so easy to take over the first time. <laughs> but in the t- I think you'll also find that like, people will talk about how, like, if there is a nuclear war, like, the air currents won't bring the radiation oh down into that part oh of the God. planet. It, it's, it's truly, like, white billionaire privilege when you can both, like, support the uh, presidency and the ascendancy of Donald Trump. And at the same time, gain a New Zealand citizenship and plan for the apocalypse there. It's yeah. really like hedging your bets. Oh, yeah. Like, either either this is a great idea, <laughs> or it's going to lead to disaster. In either case, I'm covered. Well, what I love, though, is like the idea that you'd even be able to get there. Oh. You know, know like, yeah. it, like yeah. okay, you're not going to get a clock. You're not going to get... Advanced notice that shit hit the fan. Well, that, that depends on what the doomsday is. I mean, it, it, it's hard to imagine that it's like a, an immediate cataclysm. It's probably going to... Uh, who knows? Anyway, I don't want to get into that. Uh, <laughs> but should we define a little bit about uh, what uh, what doomsday prepping um, looks like, feels like? Or should we wait for that after the break? I think we will wait for it after the break. But like, personally, one of the reasons I find this subject so fascinating is... Growing up Mormon, a part of being a Mormon is you are in, instructed to have a year supply of food and water oh, really? in, in, because of the end times. Hmm. And that, so growing up, like my parents would stockpile like wheat, like some hmm. family would even buy like, like a wheel to like grind wheat. Like it, it gets very... Which is weird because America probably has not had a famine since the Great Depression. I mean, there was hunger; it wasn't even a famine, really. It's 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 been a it's been a very stable well, since World uh, War II. Yeah, like it's uh, yeah. you know, like it's, even World War Two. I mean, well, I mean, I'm saying like you know, like I mean, you had the Great Depression. Yeah, you had the Dust Bowl. Like, yeah. thing shit. But that was so thing. long ago. I mean, in fact, no one in the world has experienced this much uh, long-term stability. Um, on the planet right now. Like, I mean, it, it's been, the U.S. has been, you know, war-free. Well, you know, like, think about, like, the last, like, major famine, like, in my head, was, like, Ethiopia, like, when I was a child. People mm-hmm. were like, sending money because mm-hmm. people were starving. Mm-hmm. Like, so it, it's interesting because, like, yeah, you, <laughs> like, you have a lot of people pouring a lot of resources and energy into something that just hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. But it totally could happen. So it could it totally just I mean no it could I don't totally, know it could like know. you know a big enough asteroid hits the Earth I think you we, know, like, we would know about it before it hit us well, I don't know I'm just saying like or some of these people are prepping for the the super volcano underneath uh, Yellowstone what to to erupt like you're you're talking about like it it's something that definitely could happen. And yeah, but, but will. in in the realm of anything that could happen, everything is in there. Right, exactly. So, but in the realm of sort of well, what does happen? So during like Hurricane Sandy in New York, uh-huh. I remember you know Emily was like, "Hey, can you go to the store and get some stuff?" So uh-huh. like, you know, I went and I got some some food and you know some stuff like. If anything had had happened, we would have. By, by the way, shout out to the Yemeni uh, bodega owners who stayed open. At least the one on my street open through Sandy. Yeah. Uh, shout out to those guys. 
and they had a big protest last week against uh, the Muslim ban, and they closed for eight hours. <laughs> Uh, and which just is significant. Which is significant, it's considering... Cons- and it was, a, what, it was like a Friday? It was, the, I think it was a Thursday. And, and considering that they don't like to close even for a hurricane. A hurricane. <laughs> I mean, the, the commitment to these guys to uh, this is impressive. Uh, anyway, yeah, so yeah. But 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 Sandy oh, no, is not... No, no, but what I'm saying is like with, with Hurricane Sandy, yeah. Emily was like, oh... Do we have enough? And I was mm-hmm. like, look, if we don't have enough, mm-hmm. like, then shit has gone really wrong. Yeah. And, and like, having more isn't going to fix it. Yes. Yeah, no, I, yeah, the, the idea that, um, that uh, over-prepping puts you in a situation that when the, the tough times do get tough, you're sort of flat-footed. Oh, you know, there, there's a, there's a, do you see the follow-up to uh, Cloverfield Lane? The one with uh, John Goodman in the yeah. bunker? Yeah. Yeah, kind of that, like, that was a really cool movie about taking on, someone finds himself in one of these bunkers, a young woman, and she's like, and John Goodman and the other people in the bunker are like, you can't go outside. There's been this horrible uh, disaster with aliens and radiation and whatnot. Doesn't even really get into that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No spoilers. So, uh, no, but like, like the funny thing about that is like, it's weird because like it's like the dream. Like, what do you mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Of these Tuesday preppers. The other thing is like John Goodman is like surviving, and it's like, do you really want to live in this world? Yes. Like, is it worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there's some people, yeah, that are, and I think that question comes up in the movie is there's some people who just want to live and want to be prepared for life, no matter what life uh, throws at them. And they're willing to change their behavior to fit what's necessary to be alive, which is John Goodman's character. And then there's some people who say, no, I, I need to sort of live my way. And if that means taking some risks, I will. And there's something to sort of just give up and and uh, uh, give in to the fear. I guess all the zombie movies have a similar sort of like, here's sort of the three possibilities. People who are changed by the fact that they live in a zombie world and, and change their behavior, maybe their humanity. They trade their humanity to survive. And there's people who uh, can't summon their bravery and their courage to... To, to do terrible things to survive and then there's the ones who are like we can build a new world um, well I think it's yeah I think it's interesting with the, the zombie thing because like it gives people that idea like in, in most cases you watch and you're like yeah yeah I'm going to stick it out I'm going to be with Rick and I'm going to make it and I'm mm-hmm. going to get the baseball bat I'm going to kill these things mm-hmm. but in reality no one no one knows yeah <laughs> no one has it yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess I, yeah, if I had to, like, put my put myself in a camp, I would say because it's so hard to know what these, like, fantastical apocalypses might be that investing yourself in one of them seems unnecessary and absurd. Uh, and any time you over-invest in one, you're under-invested in another. Exactly. And we know the dangers that are out there. The, 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 the dangers that are coming for us, you know, climate change, uh, pollution uh, uh you know uh, 
traffic, the ones that are going to be <laughs> your own personal doomsday are, are apparent. And uh, you can't do both. You can't like prepare for that and for your fantastical ones at the same time. Right. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's watch it. Are you ready? Sure? Sure? Okay, do you, want to, do you want to set it up? What are we watching? So we're watching Doomsday Preppers, which I believe was made by National Geographic. Oh, this God. This is 2012. Fallen from grace, man. And um, this one highlights uh, the best from the, the first season. And I got to tell you, I did watch this a number of years <laughs> ago, and this season was amazing. I think in the first episode, one of these preppers shoots his own thumb off. It's spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> no, 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 we're not alert. watching that one. That that's in the like the first episode. Still, so you, you're talking about people who are very committed to an ideal, but at at the same time, I feel like are missing the point. Is it all white people? Um, throughout the show, no, but I would say ninety percent white. And, 90% and I would say ninety percent religious. Okay, and what's the male? I'm, oh. I'm sure they're like, is it uh, male well, leads and, and female I th- followers? What's the deal? They're, it, it's, it's hit or miss because like they're like Mormons are actually like featured on this a lot. And so in, in those situations, like mostly it was like the women who are like taking oh, yeah. charge and like got shit figured. Because they're organized and, and but do they believe in the, the doomsday? Oh yeah, they believe in the doomsday and they're like, they're all about it. What's the Mormon doomsday? Oh, Mormon Doomsday is basically, what is that? well, basically right now, Trump. <laughs> Mormon Doomsday is, they is seem okay with the end of the world is going to be like the United States, the Constitution will be hanging by a thread, mm. and uh, basically the Antichrist will be in charge of the, of the Oh, government. how perfect. And, and the Mormon Church will actually be asked to relocate to D.C. to help run. <laughs> The government and you really it's and this like, elaborate it's 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 very elaborate wow and and then jesus comes back at some point but before that there's like a very very difficult time Ru- wars rumors of wars people dying <laughs> plague pestilence i shouldn't laugh because so, uh, i mean it's maybe we're on that it's era. a lot like right now yeah and <laughs> I hope my dad wasn't right, because that <laughs> would mean I was wrong. About what? <laughs> he was very Mormon, so like, oh, oh. I hope he was wrong, because yeah. I don't want to see... Yeah. I'm no. pretty sure he was wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the sad part about Doomsday, or one of the sort of, uh, sort of real ironic thing is oftentimes you can you can have your Doomsday, and then history just turns out to be so much more weird and so much more fucked up. That even like the most like the fantastical predictors are sort of caught flat-footed with like how bizarre things get by the end of some you know a civilizations end. Um, but anyway, uh, the next time you hear from us, uh, we will have watched uh, episode twelve of uh, Doomsday Preppers uh, from two thousand twelve. Um, it's called Extreme Prep Edition. As if it's like a home home edition. Oh yeah. Uh, kind well, of they they really want to try to make this seem normal. Yeah, the, the picture has like a that uh, the what's that What's famous it, picture? Uh, American, American pastoral, Gothic. American Gothic. Yeah, uh, with the husband and wife, but they have gas masks on and they're standing in front of a a suburban home. So uh, 
maybe, good luck using that against Saren. <laughs> maybe this is American, and maybe this is this is American as uh, Mormonism is American, which is probably the most American thing. It is Mormon. Alrighty, we are back. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> uh, we just. How about this? Let's. Um, I'll. I'll sort of describe the uh, general uh, uh, bits of the episode, and you kind of like tell me what stuck out for you because you've seen it before. Yeah. So this is a best of episode from the first season, and it splices together highlights from each one. Uh, it's thematically around uh, the different uh, parts of Doomsday Preppers. One is like the firearms they buy. Uh, one is this a concept of bugging out, which is how you you know GTFO when you need to. Uh, <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> Shit, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Bunkers. Uh, bunkers. Uh, one is food preparation, and they 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 have uh, about. 10 uh, groups of people and they sort of give you a little bit about uh, what each one does quickly. It's got all the terrible uh, production value of quick cuts and uh, jokey announcer and taking very serious stuff very lightly that History Channel and National Ge- Geographic has pioneered. Sort of catering uh, to the lowest common denominator. Yeah, yeah. Taking, taking, taking what looks like very uh, very sort of dangerous behavior and taking it seriously and lightly at the same time where they're not willing like they're totally bought into the premise that everything that's happening on the show is normal these are including yeah. things like people uh, by the way uh, some of them might sound scary to you but don't worry it's uh, you know crazy middle aged white guys doing it so don't worry uh, one guy's making pipe bombs uh, in his bunker and then exploding them. One guy owns well, well, two hundred like, guns. No, but like, like exploding these bombs as if like he's like testing something. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> it's... I made a pipe bomb when I was sixteen. Yeah, me and my friends blew it up. Yeah, and it was amazing. Yeah, and it's like you know what a pipe bomb's gonna do, dude. Mm-hmm. You don't have to test it. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's, uh, yeah, so so that sort of leads into sort of what's happening uh, in the episode and sort of what's happening in the minds of these people, which is the other thing I wanted to get to. Um, so this was in 2012, and it already feels dated. Uh, well, can we say yeah. one fear that none of them expressed yes. was terrorism? It, I mean, sideways they did. I mean, they didn't literally didn't say like you know well, Islamic like, radicalism terrorism. Okay, one that, person said dirty bombs. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, it was like mm-hmm. you know, like oh, uh, economic collapse, yeah, yeah. EMP, yeah, like like these things that would not be within the control of. Being well, terrorists. the one the one that really got my attention was a number of people that said peak oil, which uh, if that term sounds familiar, it's because. It was a term we overused in 2012 where oil prices seemed to be uh, reaching a highs and people were predicting that we had found all the oil we ever were going to. Uh, a few found, months after that, the months of oil collapsed. And had used most of the oil that we would. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which, I mean, part of me is like, I hope we'd have. Yes. <laughs> like, it did push innovation in the right direction, but soon after that, this is... 
the era before fracking. Uh, we, you know, the Bush oh, uh, Obama true. administration. Uh, if you I don't know if you remember, but President Obama said like you know all energy by whatever means. So they uh, invested in uh, shale oil and uh, other forms of oil production that were not uh, feasible before, and then oil prices ca- came crashing down and. Uh, and now everyone's like, it's cool, we got it. It's good. And it's good. The, the U.S. is one of the biggest oil producers in the world now. But it's, uh, okay. Not to get political, but <laughs> this, this is why I have been sending uh, the new president letters every yeah, few yeah, days. Yes. It's over this idea of no global warming and the fact that like we should just go full bore into oil production. And it's mm-hmm. like... Today in the news, it came out that China is the world leader in solar energy. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, seriously, mm-hmm. Mr. President, you're going to yeah. let China yeah. beat us yeah. in solar energy? No, you're totally and it, right. And, it, and part of me is like, let's start that race. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the not, I don't care about not being political, but uh, it tells you how narrow the, the mandate for him is when, when terrorism for him is so important. And when you look at most Americans, both for sort of statistical reasons and for just all kinds of reasons, it's not a top five priority. But the yeah. way this this administration beats the drum of it uh, today, uh, this is uh, well, no, February seventh, it, complaining it's, that the media doesn't report it enough, as like, if. <laughs> but it's like it's only Islamic terrorism it's, yeah, because it's, the dude who shut up the mosque. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Canada. Yeah. Well, that's not terrorism. No, no. In fact, they have not not acknowledged it yet. They haven't acknowledged it. it. It's just in. It's like, dude, just insane. Literally in passing, just be like, "Hey, guys, sorry about that." That's yes. Which which then leads to sort of the the racial dynamic. I mean, the 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 people that have faced doomsdays, you know, in this in this continent, Native Americans and to certain extent, African Americans are almost entirely missing from this episode. Well, in this episode, one African American. Yeah. But he, you know, he's not relating it to uh, what was his concern. Well, he's, a, he's a New York City firefighter, and yeah. he his concern. Oh, I forget. It, it was sort of nothing that stuck out. Nothing that stuck out as like odd. It was just like shit hit the fan, like economic collapse or something like that. Like, yeah, you know, just like. Well, I, you know, I wonder if if the 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 mostly like white preppers and mostly men preppers. Uh, say to themselves, well, there are lessons on how to survive doomsdays. We're just not going to care about what those lessons are because they happen to sort of like brown people that deserved it. Like, if you're interested in doomsdays, shouldn't you be studying what happened to Native Americans where, you know, disease travels so fast to the, the kind of... Anyone who has survived yeah. uh, the Holocaust, anyone yeah. who has survived yeah. the Soviet Union, yeah. has survived... You know, like things that happened in China. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. To real people. The cultural revolution. Who survived real doomsdays. Mm-hmm. Well, and another, like, interesting thing to it is, like, one of my takeaways mm-hmm. from the, the entire show is because, like, it, it's constantly, like, I've got all my food, I've got all my guns, I've got my, I've got my shelter, I've got this stuff, and i got my bug out plan. Mm-hmm. And... And my takeaway is like, oh, I'm actually a doomsday prepper because my plan is to just kill you <laughs> and take your shit. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, just to know who has the, like, now you know 20 people yeah, that are ready. Who's got this stuff, Yeah, where they are. And, yeah. and, and I feel like that's 
what the I think that's what the let's say end of the world or end of society or whatever like that's the takeaway what, but, is like you have to be willing because like these guys are like I'm willing to do anything it's like I don't think so because you've just decided to prepare for it yeah and it's like I'll just come take your shit well, yeah, so it's not about then. It's actually about now. So I think what they're doing is they're performing some version of sort of American masculinity now for, for right now. I mean, it, it makes sense because they're on the show. They've decided to sort of uh, invite the producers in. So I think they're they're performing a version of uh, uh, look how ready I am, look how masculine I am, look how self-sufficient I am. Um but a self-sufficiency that's sort of very uh, American individualistic uh, that doesn't believe in things like working together, doesn't believe right. in it trust, doesn't believe in science, doesn't believe in solving problems. It's not about helping. Yeah. It's, it's like me and mine. Yeah. Well, look, but I think the, the most interesting person was that the Mormon woman who mm-hmm. was like, she's, she's worth the I'm description. cook for the... Yes. End of the world. Talk talk about her a little well, bit. Like, she's I find her fascinating because like she's very outspoken, very bubbly, but also like very serious. Mm-hmm. And she wants to be basically the the gourmet <laughs> of the end of the world. Like she she wants to eat well. She wants to eat well, and like she is portly. Yeah, but yeah. she's also like quick with a gun. Yeah, like yes. like she, <laughs> lady is prepared. Yeah. And, you know, it is interesting, like, I don't I, I really found her, Yeah. I, and I don't know if it's my cultural upbringing, but, like, mm-hmm. I, like I felt very uh, connected to her. It's like, she had, like, this, there is this welcoming and this preparedness, but there's also this danger. Yeah. She's like, oh, don't get too close, because I will kill you. Yeah. But she's, and, like, it's interesting because, like, when I see someone like that prepping, I don't have a problem with it, because the episode she was on... It was about how she is in her community and she is also doing a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. and she knows people in the community and she's willing to help them. Yeah. They're all willing to come together in this thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it combines sort of the the, the sort of community-mindedness of Mormonism, which, it, you know, has a sort of like liberal ideas of sort of community building and group effort. Yeah, there, you know... The, I pointed out that book to you that was like briefly noted in the New Yorker about sort of uh, frontier Mormon women. Yeah. That is a, like there's a much to be said not just about Mormon frontier women but sort of uh, frontier women in general uh, trying to build I should know more about it I don't uh, trying to build uh, um, uh, a livable society beyond just the sort of like men sort of performing this very aggressive, <laughs> violent yeah. uh, masculinity. So uh, it reminds me. Um, I think I think the the Sooners, which is what Oklahoma, right? Uh, they were called the Sooners because they settled Oklahoma before it was annexed in the United States. Was it Kansas? One of those states were settled by a lot of women, apparently. Okay. Um, I forget which one, but I wonder if there's a there's a flip version to this, like like the women you describe, where um, that you can that you can sort of look at the way women think about it and the way women deal with it and the way um, is there an American woman version of doomsday prepping that we're forgetting? Well, I, I, I think it's her. Like, oh, there's another woman, the woman in Houston. The woman in Houston who is also like, worth describing. Yeah, I mean, like 
she was she's the only other uh, urban person aside from the firefighter. Firefighter, right? Like she was, she was interesting because like her thing is, you know, shit's gonna hit the fan, and like instead of like trying to drive out of Houston, she was gonna run out to a car. And, and like everyone in Texas, their plan is to go to Mexico. Turns out, when the shit hits the fan, Mexico's going to save you. Oh, that FYI, FYI. Don't build the wall, yeah. man. Yeah. How are we going to get there? That would uh, be the best. You know what? I don't wish ill on a lot of people, but I want that wall built just so it can like fuck up a bunch of Trump people's lives. Well, I, just, it, I don't know. She, she was interesting because clearly she's on a, a journey. Yes, because that she she stated like, if the world ended tomorrow, I don't think I'll make it. Yeah, five years from now, I'll be a okay. Like, yeah, I think I'll be good. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, her idea is like to jog out of the city and like get in the car and go. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me of like that one family who was like, we've got enough food to stay in our bunker for sixty days. Mm-hmm. And then after sixty days, we're gonna go get a on our boat and sail away. <laughs> it's like. Do you seriously think your fucking boat's gonna be there? Because like the 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 thirty people who listen to this podcast are gonna take my idea and we're gonna go steal your boat before you have a chance to get it, you idiot. His boat is on the Puget Sound. He says there's a lot of islands that are uninhabited, so I'll meet you there at three p.m. on Friday. Yeah, the first Friday, first Friday, first Friday of the second month after the world ended. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the 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 hard part with that plan is sort of like debating with your other twenty nine people as to what when when the world actually ended. Right. Like, yeah. So you'd be like, I thought you were gonna be here last Friday. And like summer, <laughs> it clearly ended <laughs> when I couldn't download any podcasts again. Yeah, yeah. I wonder um, what would so what would you, so okay yeah, yeah seriously what would you do what would you do if. I'll, I'll even give you a doomsday. I'll, uh, the doomsday is that um, you happen to be out of town, but uh, I hate to bring up grim, grim uh, realities sure. here, but the East Coast is wiped out by... Let's do nuclear war. Nuclear war has begun, and major United States metropolis have been hit, hit. and nuclear winter is seems imminent. What do you do, Adam? I immediately join the strongest group of people with guns. Where and do you I, find them? I think currently you just, you're. I think you just currently find them. You're you're in New Hampshire. You're home in New Hampshire. No. What do you? Well, oh God, There's oh, a lot of people oh, well, with guns. If, if I was in New Hampshire, I would go to my friend Sean's house. Okay. I'm not gonna say his last name. Sean, if you're listening, <laughs> is it Sean Spicer, the no. White House press secretary? No. And he actually has a zombie room. And he has I'm a, so glad I asked this question. He has a ton of guns. Oh gosh! And he's got like a basically it's a secret basement that like you push a button and like the floor. Moves How over. what? You fucking with me right now? No, this is this true. This is true. This is one of my good friends. I would go to his house, and I think we could make a good. When was the last time you saw him? Uh, three years ago. Do you think he'd welcome you in? Definitely. You wouldn't shoot you. No. What if he came with like ten people? I wouldn't come with 10 people. So he would shoot those 10 people? I would not come with 10 people. I'm not <laughs> I see what you're saying. <laughs> so there's no place for me in that bunker, is what you're saying. Wait, are we hanging out? I don't, I don't know. If, let's say I make it up there. I remember okay, this we, plan, if, if and we, I get in my car. Okay, if we are hanging out, <laughs> yeah, you're useful. <laughs> God. I, but I'm not taking... I'm not useful at all. I'm like, I'm oh, just like, you, are we going to record podcasts in the future? always say this shit, like... <laughs> 
This is what killed him. <sighs> what, 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 what are people going to be doing in this future? Are you fucking kidding me? We're going to be... Sorry. We have to run, run far away from this nuclear winter. We're going to be hunting animals. We're going to be, like, getting skins. And we're going to be, like, draining cars of oil so we can, like, keep warm. It's going to be the best thing that ever happened to any of us. See, this is, okay, I really love this topic. This is, like, like city slickers. This is, this is, this is doomsday pepper. I have so many fantasies of the Andrews War. I I mean, like, I will admit it. I love it. I love the idea because I am one of those people who's like, yeah, I'll make it. Do you think? Do you think there's a lot of people who feel like that? Is I it, do. Every, clearly, everyone on the show feels I, like I, that. I, I, they're trying to say I'm a better human being because I'll be more prepared yeah, for the I future think there than you is are. A lot of people who feel yeah. that way. It's like bring it back to Hurricane Sandy, where there was like huge lines for gas in New York mm-hmm. City, and like you know, like you know, there's a lot of power outages. Where I lived, it, it was like nothing had happened, but like my job driving around, like there were like huge lines for gas you saw people get in a fight I saw a woman today I'm sorry this is an aside yeah okay so I had like calculate how interesting a city is by how long it takes me to see someone taking a shit out in the street oh yeah, yeah. so I was in Mexico City for a week mm-hmm. and I saw someone take a shit in the street and I was like this place is mm-hmm. got something going on mm-hmm. I was in Taiwan three months mm-hmm. saw someone take a shit mm-hmm. in the street I saw a woman take a shit in the street today. Today? <laughs> today. And I was Where? like, 12 years? This was on... Uh, yeah, it doesn't really happen in New York. Newell between Callier and Norman. What? Green Greenpoint, okay. Yeah, yeah that's it. Okay. Well, and, and this woman, hmm. I think she was having a hard time. Like, she was well-dressed. And I oh. think... Oh, her stomach was, was upset. Like, Shit just went wrong. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, because I, I was driving a parked car and, like, I was watching this woman and all of a sudden I saw her run mm-hmm. and then, like, crouched down between two cars. And the reason I watched was because I thought she was moving one of the cars and I wanted to take the parking spot. Well, I'm impressed with her and now. I She's like, over, yeah. I'm like, she is just shitting everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Can, can I tell, well, since you gave that up. Maybe I can give up an embarrassing story just to like yeah. make her feel better. I don't know. Well, I I, I don't want to embarrass her. I'm just, I'm just, like, there's something I noticed. Uh, speaking of uncomfortable shits, I guess. Um, uh, I don't. Maybe maybe I shouldn't say it. Uh, it's just a long, elaborate story that ends up with me like uh, shitting in the street. Uh, no, it's on a it's on a river trip uh, d- down the American River. Down the American River, which is in Napa, California, on the Fourth of July, with a group of people and uh, two thousand five, yeah, and and a date. Oh <laughs> wow! <laughs> anyway, anyways, where I was going before that side, yeah, 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 was, yeah, yeah. So, thank you for not like seeing me all of these lines mm-hmm. for like gas and like this is Sandy, post Sandy, post Sandy. People are fighting, yeah, and it, it was kind of intense. You know, it really was. Like, things were kind of weird. Like, gas wasn't coming in. Yeah. Things were intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember, like, turning to a coworker and I go, remember what this looks like. Mm. And he was like, why? And I go, go, this is what it's going to look like. Like, like, right now, it's not okay to kill people. (laughs) And then there's going to be a moment when it's okay no like, well like that's how it's gonna happen but, but like that's it, that's because you have a pessimistic view on humanity i i think first of all all kinds of reactions will happen 
There'll be people that pull together and say, uh, no, there'll be people Sure, that... there'll be people that pull together. Yeah. But then there'll be people like me who are like, oh, it's time. The thing hit, happened. But it's the, time to go. But the person that enacts violence on another person in a moment of crisis says that there's no other way out. But I think like I if think... someone enacts violence on you, and yeah. you under, you've seen what's happening, and you yeah. know there's no help, like it's incumbent upon you to be like, oh, like I can kill this person. It's fine. Oh, this is a, it's just, we're talking I, I about just the end of the world. I'd rather not. It's the end of the world. Man. I'd rather not, man. Okay. Well, you know I, what? I hope I don't have to like uh, well, make a choice and just be vanished. Have to because this show These, isn't guys, going to happen. These guys are going to be like there's like there in season two of this show. Like, there's an even more depressing thing. It was basically like they do an episode of like people who have been prepping for eighty years, okay. and it just hasn't happened. Well, you know, the, the, that uh, reminds me of the famous story of the guys in the jungle, the uh, Japanese soldiers. Uh, I forget where they were found, right? They were found, like, I think oh, maybe yeah, Philippines? In, yeah. yeah all, all kinds of places, maybe. But uh, they refused to believe that the uh, Japanese had lost and that the emperor had, uh, surrendered. had, had surrendered. And they kept fighting. In, in, um, against all odds. Against all odds. <laughs> So, you know, anytime I think you're preparing for a... It's hard not to prepare for a doomsday and not somehow wish it. And I think there's a lot of humanity that wishes for doomsdays because yeah. they feel the um, that, the, that the humanity is sinful and it's wrong and it's lost its way and that something will come out from somewhere that will purify us. And that purification is going to be biblical and, and be good and righteous, kind of like Noah. Uh, the, wor- the world will be wiped clean and they want to be Noah on yeah. the boat uh, saving what's left. But but When it's more going to be like the movie Defiance. <laughs> what's Defiance? I don't know. Oh. The, the Western? Oh, no, it's amazing. Um, and I hope it's true. I've only seen the movie and I've never really researched the people. Uh-huh. But uh, Belarus during World War II uh, there was this you know, like they had their purges and like the Nazis came through and they were killing all the Jews. Yeah. And there were a few, there's like three brothers who went into the woods and then slowly uh, they started collecting other Jews. And at first they didn't want to. Yeah. But after a while they're in, in the, the forest and at, at some point they, there's some like 200 of them living yeah. and camping. And yeah. Like, and they're all taking care of each other, and they're they're going to the cities, and being like, "You guys are gonna get killed. You need to come." And oh like, wow! And it, it very intense, and like they held on, and they yeah. they lived, and they survived, and like, yeah. and I and I think the end of the world will be a lot like that, where it's yeah, the, people who stick together. Yeah, no, I I think I'm glad you brought that because the the world does end for lots of people all the time. All the time. The the, the our ability to to ignore doomsdays for other people is, is is gigantic, and this reminds me of Rwanda. Yeah, like that that yeah. one kills yeah. me. Yeah, even, like what? It's been we twenty had, years. We had boots on the ground. We yeah, nineteen ninety four. It's, like, or it's like yeah. so, like, yeah, uh, world for shame. Like that is like like seriously. <laughs> We're taking a moral stand on the world. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the uh, but it reminds me of. of uh, a book that it touches on sort of this uh, humanistic approach in times of, of great um, 
violence and destruction uh, underground railroad uh underground railroad uh colson whitehead's book about um what if the underground Railroad was a sort of metaphysical reality and there was a, a underground railroad network that like traveled underground across the southern states and um th- that that's sort of minor to what i want to say but the that uh, a lot of people took massive risks uh, to, to get on it and then to to help people along the way. And, and that that continues to be true. And it continues to be true in a way that, um, you know, we're talking about the Muslim ban and talking about the failure to sort of support Jews and, and save them in World War II. Um, but not to diminish the people that didn't do that, the people that didn't skip the moral duty and look at crisis as an excuse to be selfish and did save Jews and did preserve a generation that uh, can speak about it. Uh, There's um, recently I've read from a lot of, you know, uh, uh, people whose grandparents perished, all all four of them. And you're just like, how are you here? You know, and you realize that someone had to be like, I'm going to not do the expedient thing or the doomsday thing and do the doomsday calculation that says, well, me versus you, and you know everything. Everything becomes me versus you. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna like you know push you off. And, yeah, yeah. So it does happen. So uh, there's a there's a moral uh, lesson there for people who think doomsday is well, an excuse well, to the be other violent. Interesting thing with like this doomsday show, the doomsday purpose, like is like um, it, it seems like all these people are afraid of a boogeyman. Like yes. there is there is someone after them. Yes. And who wants to get them when it turns out like nobody really cares about anybody. You know, like, like no one's after them. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, there's a, there's sort of an unnamed, uh, villain here in the show, at least for me was that there's a fear of cities. There's a fear of sort of diversity and brown people. And that as soon as shit goes down, (laughs) man, they're going to like, like, there's going to be race riots, well, there's like, going to be gangs of... Okay, like, like let's think about, like, okay, there, like, that one family who was somewhere in Arizona, the guy yeah. who shot his thumb off, which I fucking <laughs> Oh, yeah, love. you just have, you have to watch this just oh. to see a guy who owns a billion guns, billion who guns. takes their kids out like, every weekend shoot. for target shooting because the gun ranges are too, like, too liberal, <laughs> too restrictive, oh. shoots his own thumb shoots off, his thumb. I mean, it's gets amazing. airlifted to a... To oh. a uh, and he's like, you know what? The world's gonna get worse than me shooting my own thumb off. It's like, dude, you're the biggest danger to your own life. He also invented this shovel that he uses to cut a pig in half. And he gets a pig because he's like, this is the closest thing to a human. It's like, brother. That's what doctors have been saying for ages. Come on, man. Anyway, like, you know, like, where was I talking about this? Like, he's, like, you have these people who are just like so. They're filling their kids. Really? The, 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 like... When you see the kids, you feel a sense of sorrow um, about how the the they're, they're the craziness, misdirected. Yeah, bigotry, fear, anxiety, oh, unease. Yeah. It's just getting well, passed down. Well, what I was gonna say about him is like, look, so he's in Arizona, huge Mexican population. Yeah. yeah. My money's on the Mexicans because <laughs> they like probably like, come together. Have a strong community, yeah, and are like, you know, like they're not all gonna make it, yeah, but they're gonna glue together and like work together, and then this dickhead's on his own with his yeah. like four kids and his fucked up thumb. 
Yeah, well, I mean, they're they're engaging, like you said earlier, in a, in a luxury uh, habit. There's an excess of of, um, of you know income that can be devoted to this, and um, uh, maybe those kids. I mean, these are these are basically cults. Uh, yeah. These doomsday preppers well, are cults. cults. They're yeah, small they're cults. Like family. Uh, their paranoia of usually the father and maybe the mother goes along with it that that feeds years and years of sort of money being thrown away, time being thrown away. But there's and, also no. Uh, like, well, or uh, <laughs> history of knowledge. Yes. You know, like, so, like, in the example, like, the Arizona guys, like, okay, you get your family, but then, like, I guarantee you, two blocks over, you have, like, this Mexican neighborhood who are all going to come together, mm. and there's going to be the elders. Yeah. Well, they, they, they have they, a well of knowledge. Well, they think, they think that the only way you can save yourself is to be on an island, and, and, um, I think time and time again that's been yeah that's been proven yeah, wrong. yeah yeah all right well this is a good point and um, uh, any final thoughts on what we just uh, well I mean like part of me is like one I I love this subject because one I love guns in a way because like they are fun to shoot but, yeah. But yeah. The, this show dealt with them in such an irresponsible manner yeah and it was kind yeah of we editorial point National Geographic and yeah. Doom, Doom, uh, doomsday preppers, oh my God, shirking their ethical duty. Only at the end do they point out, hey, by the way, none of this stuff could possibly ever happen. All these right. doomsday, and you need to take yourself seriously. But they don't, they don't do it at all in the it's show. And they, 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 they. they um, the amount they, of gun wielding, yeah. and pointing, and there's bomb like, making. There's, there's bomb, bomb making. making. And it's like you guys are, and like all of those things are fun. Yeah. Like, I agree with all of them. They are fun. But there's a responsible way to like go about that. And there's a responsible way for people to do You, you almost wish for, like, a hoarders of this, where, like, someone comes in and says, oh, 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 no, 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 stop. No, no, you so guys are insane. What, yeah. what psychological problem are you trying to avoid? Yeah. And I guess for me, like, that like that was one. Like, I, I, I am a big fan of end of the world disaster movies genre. I love the idea of it. Do I ever want it to happen? No. But at the same time, it's like I like I can see like I understand not not the value in this, but I understand the like the the the, the thing that it fills. Yeah, it feels very Americana to me. It goes it, the it, same it, way Mormonism goes to sort of heart of what America is. I think doomsday prepping kind of goes to both the sort of availability of goods you can put like it always oh, seems right. to be about yeah. like okay. stocking the things of food. it's just like stuff I like, stuff 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 I like once again like get look like the amount of food these motherfuckers <laughs> have stuffed away i'm like syrian refugees <laughs> yeah. people who are truly yes. in a doomsday situation yes. who are trying yeah. to flee yeah. who are trying to live who are trying yeah. to have their children yeah. live who, well, like, well isn't that perfectly doomsday when you see people who are the victims of something as possible enemies isn't that the ultimate doomsday prep if you feel like you're doomsday in America and you voted for Trump doesn't a Syrian refugee look like a terrorist to you I, when you're hunkered in your bunker I'll say this. Do they look like a terrorist to me? Oh, you're, you're the, high, the American me, not the yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. But like in oh, that yeah. ideology. Oh, yeah, awful. And we yeah. should get them into the fucking ring I mean, at WWF. We, we, were, we were handcuffing like, five-year-olds at the airport. We were handcuffing five-year-olds at the like, airport. It's like, 
seriously, get that fucking Syrian child yeah. into this fucking country yeah, as fast as possible. That would be the so best thing we ever did. <laughs> yes. A chance. Yeah. And then they will never become terrorists. Yeah. But right now, dickhead, <laughs> just. Oh, whatever. Oh, sorry. Yeah, let's right. unwrap it. We're, so, getting, we're getting wound up. And yeah. that's how uh, Doomsday Preppers ends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two thumbs up, one thumbs up, no thumbs up. Uh, I love the show. I give it two thumbs up because I think it is a perfect... Uh, if you haven't drinking the Kool-Aid, it's a, a, a perfect way of trying to understand the other half who yeah. are kind of a little crazy. Yeah. And it, it like it, it doesn't indoctrinate you into anything nuts. Yeah. It's, it's kind of fun to see. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I think that's the only reason to watch it. It's infuriating yeah. and frustrating and uh, it's like morally compromising, but... Um, you have to see what the fringe looks like, and they all look like normal people, but they've lost their minds. They've lost their minds. Apparently, they all love the AR-15, which God. is such an amazing weapon. All right, all right. We'll play your music, and let's let's end <laughs> this. Uh, 